All right, guys. So the long-awaited six-year journey podcast is here. So this will be the first time that I'll be reading on and off script. So basically, I'll be reading out some of the blog, or pretty much all of the blog posts. If you go to omegadigital.com.au slash blog, you will see that we've got a post about a six-year journey. And I'll be reading off off that particular post, as well as hopefully veering off script. But depending on time, we'll we'll see where we go. So 2012 was the year that I decided that I needed a change. I needed to listen to that voice. They kept telling me to start my own business. Ambitious, eager, and slightly overconfident, OPG Web Studios was born. The excitement and thrill of finally taking control in my life was was quickly dampened when I was finding I was making every single mistake in the book. Cold calling, emails, business models all seemed over my head. My early excuses of, I don't know about that, I didn't know about that, were instantly drummed into my head when I was told, if you want to run a business, it is your job to know. Reality struck. I knew then this isn't going to be a walk in the park. So that's the first paragraph. And basically, <clears throat> just veering off, absolutely. Like I was I was just decided, you know what, I, I, I'm going to start a business, but I never really thought about business plans. And my cousin from TNA Solutions, she recommended that, you know, I read this material, read that material, create this business plan, business model. I just kind of knew in my head that I wanted to eventually do online marketing, but I couldn't right now. So all I had really to offer was web design skills. And so when I started in 2012, really, guys, the way in which I started, I could not have been any more unprepared in my life. If, if, if you're thinking about starting a business, reading a book before you start doing it is probably 20 times more prepared than I ever was. Okay, so not being a simple venture was an, under, an understatement. I never imagined that I would lose between twenty five dollars and $30,000 in my first year of running my business. Doubt, regret, and questions started filling my mind. Was this a good idea? Should I have not quit my stable job? Do I even have the skills to run a business? Four years of hard-earned money I lost after being disciplined and moving towards a more minimalist lifestyle could have gone towards so many other things, house, deposit, car, or the latest gadgets. But I knew that even though the road ahead would be difficult, it was now or never. Being ethical in my choices were going to be a setback, but something I would never regret. So when I started the business, I was not married. I had no kids. I was pretty much you know, living on my own in a two-bedroom apartment and the rent was quite high and so I lost a lot of money paying rent and no money coming in. I lost by obviously investing all of my time and effort into areas where it didn't work. I was paying for advertising that clearly didn't work. I was spending my time um, in wrong areas. So again, back on the first paragraph, completely unprepared and I saved up a lot of money, 25 to 30 grand from Since I started working, which you can go back into that podcast, like all that money for me was that was that was probably at least five to six years worth of hard savings. I'm a very minimalist guy. I didn't buy cars. I I did never bought anything that it was overly expensive. The only really thing I can really remember that I like buying and probably still to this day I like buying a good computer tower just because I'm a bit of a IT nerd and I really like to play around with 
really expensive computer towers. But other than that, like, I really can't think back of anything significant that I purchased. So it was really, really hard to lose that amount of money based on the lifestyle that I was living up until that point. And in the blog post, you'll see that starting from home, January 2012, you can see the, the little room. Actually, right next to that photo of the two computers was my bed. And I think I did speak about how close my bed was to, the, to, the, to my office. And that, you'll see, is exactly how close it really was. Um, I'll get out of bed and I could just turn my computer on, then go to the bathroom, then go and eat breakfast and come back and start my, my day. It was It was not very good. And I think I spoke about... Uh, well, I will speak about what happened in 2013. And underneath that, you see the change, like our first logo, which looking back, my actual girlfriend, who's now my wife, she created that. So, of course, I can't speak badly about that. But clearly, when I'm looking at it now, six years later, it wasn't the sort of logo that I should have gone with. It didn't represent me in that in well enough. But again... As they say, anything is better than zero. <clears throat> so my wife did everything she could and she, you know, she, she wasn't, she's a graphic designer, but, you know, she's an art teacher. And so she, visual, uh, you know, um, graphic design is more of a second sort of secondary uh, expertise that she has. And she did an amazing job. The logo is good, but doesn't represent what I do. That's And that's actually my fault, not hers. She did exactly what I asked and I still approved it and signed off on it. So underneath that, you'll see the second logo, the 2013-2014 edition, which looks a little bit more funky and digital, and um, that's pretty awesome. So back on script, signing an SEO non-compete clause at my previous job meant all of my loyal clients and, uh, and relationships with my clients was lost. I always get asked, why didn't you just you know, take over your clients? Or you know, who cares about the clause? But being true to my conscience, I, w- I would all being true to my conscience would always come first. I could have taken the easier road where relationships I had established previously would mean I would have started profiting earlier, but it just wouldn't sit right with me. One of my loyal clients I had in my previous job kept insisting and pushing to have me work on their site, but I told them I was staying true to my clause. I'm not taking you on as a client. True relationships were demonstrated when the day after the clause ended, my loyal client was waiting for me and we happily accepted to work with them and build their brand. After a year abiding by the clause, it was difficult. I was subdued to only building websites, which wasn't a true passion of mine, but using the web development skills I had, I pushed on. And you'll see underneath from that picture, you see me and a good friend of mine, uh, our first web design client, he was my friend before, he was my first web design client, Jeff Cross from Vapor Trail Music, and now we're actually talking about complete revamp of his digital marketing and social media. And so it's really awesome where um, <clears throat> Jeff is planning to go, but just a bit, you know, that, that photo was only taken a few weeks before this recording of his podcast. And so it's just great that I can keep the client family together, even though even in our old web design days, I try to incorporate them as much as I can. And back higher up on the in the script, I didn't want to I didn't want to lose focus on the fact that I signed that clause. I actually had a few other clients ring me up and say, Andrew, would you work on our site? You left X company. Why 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 wouldn't you just work with us? I'm like, no. I'm not working with you. 
You know, that's how it is. And they never called again. And I knew at that point, you know, it was a big opportunity, but I had to keep to the clause. And I'm pretty confident that I probably would have got away with it. But yet in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit, I would knew, I would know that I, I, always, I would always feel guilty later on. For what? For money? Not my style. <clears throat> Back on script. 2013 was when things steadily began to take motion. Very steadily. A few things went our way as we generated a few clients as we started offering SEO services again. Although this provided a small income, the hustle hadn't even started. Working late nights, increased stress and pressure in, in, in also organising a wedding got all too much when I fainted during our marriage preparation course, which we laugh about it now, but was, was quite serious at the time. The realisation of getting married, looking after my wife and starting a family under my current financial situation and young business was all too much. Fainting in a public place shook my confidence and the idea of being vulnerable and it happening again was all too real. A social butterfly, as I was commonly referred to, was ironically reversed when, one, when the one thing I excelled at was masked by the fear of social settings. This took a drastic hit on the business as client relationships is and always have been my number one priority. It took a good 6 to 12 months to regain and build my confidence up again. And it was at least 6 to 12 months. It could have easily have been longer. And I still have it in the back of my mind sometimes. I'm a, I, I, I think I'm an extrovert. I, I'm pretty sure most people who know me will tell me, Andrew, you're an extrovert. And when I fainted in public, any, if I go to any sort of um, kind of setting that reminded me of when I fainted, um, I would get those. I'll, I'll, the my anxiety would go up. I'll get, you know, feelings of oh, I can feel the anxiety. I, the head feels tight, and I don't like, and I don't like being in any setting that reminds me of it. And I actually spoke to a few counselors and got some help and spoke about it. And it's a really, really big. It kind of extends back very deep, not for this podcast, um, but ultimately. The biggest effect it had on the business was I didn't really want to do client meetings. In the back of my head, I was thinking, what happens if I faint? And I think 2013 was 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 damaged and hurt by the fact, because this happened around this time in 2013, so around April 2013. And I remember feeling this way. Actually, maybe even me later. I remember feeling like, you know, what happens if I go to the, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, if I faint in front of this client, I'm really going to feel like an idiot. And so therefore, you know, I wasn't really looking and, and sometimes even, and I hate to admit it, he's really deep, but I was running away from these settings and it's the person that I am. And so it really shook my foundation because I was running away from the person that I am. I hope that's not you. I hope you never experienced that or felt or I've of, or have feelings of anxiety, but I know it's quite common out there. And guys, if just a side note, if you have anxiety, you have my sympathy. I've been there and I've done it and I'm a, I'm a confident person. I thought I was strong and in control and then I fainted and realised, hang on, I'm so much more vulnerable than I, than I ever thought I was. And so it really shook my family. Even to this day, look, it's not as bad as it was 2013. I got the help that I needed. I, I talked about it with people, with friends, with family. 
I can deal with it now. It's not a problem. And then like they say with anxiety, you never get rid of it. You control it because at sometimes anxiety is actually a good thing. When, when, if you're out in the jungle and there's lions looking at you, it's natural to feel anxious. Anxiety isn't a bad emotion. It's when it can't, when it's, when you get anxiety over nothing, which I did. So I know a little bit about it because I, I, I went through it quite difficult. And ultimately, the biggest and most worst part about this attack that I had, and I fainted in public, I fainted in front of people. So I figured out I don't like being vulnerable. Actually, one of the biggest reasons that I don't drink alcohol, one of the biggest, not the only reason, one of the biggest reasons is I don't want to feel like I'm not in control. I never taken drugs in my life, I, I, and I only and now like I don't drink alcohol. The one of the biggest reasons is because I don't want to feel like I'm not in control. I don't like being in any setting, or I don't like doing anything to my body where I would lose that cognitive consciousness i don't ever want to do that and i'm and 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 actually the fainting if anything reinforced that i kind of knew that when i was growing up but when this happened um you know it just reinforced it so guys really deep stuff right so hopefully we can maybe i'll do a podcast on anxiety if there's people out there and you have anxiety and you want to tell me your story actually that's a fantastic idea can someone please, if you listen to this, remind me to talk and to encourage others to talk about their anxiety and fears? I would love to. Maybe I started like, you know, I'm going to start the Ask Blinos uh, um, trend and I'm getting a website built shortly. So uh, you can ask me anything. Anxiety, I, wanted, I actually want people to ask me about anxiety. It doesn't have to. I can go off script even in my business and go away from digital marketing and I can talk about something that I know a little bit about. And how much it affected me and how much it changed me. And if you talk to me about it, you'll realize, wow, like, you know, it really did hit you hard. Anyway, got to keep moving on. So our first SEO client was Larson Jewelry. And you can see that. You can see a picture of Lars. Awesome dude. He's, he's Danish. Um, <laughs> he's a character. We have, we have so many conversations, um, even outside digital marketing. We're very, very close. I consider him family. Um, and his business, I, 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 you know, it's part of our furniture. It's part of our DNA, all our clients are. But going back as far as we have, he he's actually, I don't know, i got no words. I love Lars. I love Lars and Jewelry, and I'm so dedicated to seeing them succeed. All right, back on script. In 2014, things picked up for the better. I married my best friend, Daniela, which helped build some solid ground and security again. This sense of stability to help me move forward in my life. I matured in the way I was thinking about my life, which, which reflected its way into how I was running my business. Obtaining a few more clients, things started looking up. At this stage, we had, be- we had begun developing plans to rebrand the business to reflect the maturity and change we so needed. Coming up with a name was challenging. I always liked Alpha Media as a, as, as a name, but was, was disappointed to find that someone had already snapped it up. I didn't want to just choose any name at that point, as I felt that the business needed to be strong, confident, and represent us as a brand. So I thought I would leave the change of name plans behind until a more suitable name clicked on. No pun intended. 2014 was was comfortable yet quiet year. 
but it was also it was but it was also this year where I started to realize where I wanted to take the business an understanding of the vision and mission I would want to bring forward into the business world this development of mission and vision turned into what could have been one of the greatest years in the business so guys 2014 amazing year I married my best friend and we started our life together, which obviously brought back some of that foundation that I lost um, in 2013 when, when I fainted. And so I remember going into my wedding, I kind of felt really nervous. I didn't want to faint in front of everybody. And and the business was starting to develop quite well. Um, it was it was it was a tough year. But it was a relatively good year compared to 2012 and 2013. Uh, 2015 is a whole podcast in itself. But looking back, it was a year where I had so much personal things going on. So that kind of got reflected in. And being the only guy running the business, I don't have any partners. It was difficult to kind of get everything kind of sorted out. My cl- I had a few more clients come on board the business was pretty steady, um, and I, I probably felt I never felt busy up until that point. So, with everything going on, the the the, the money I ha- that I had to try to pay for the wedding that I lost, that I basically was still hurting from twenty fourteen, I just kind of went on with with things, um, and obviously fresh on my mind was the anxiety. So. It didn't play as much of an impact in 14 as it did in 13, but it still, you know, reared its ugly head into 2014. And basically just was trying to sort everything out was was really difficult. But, you know, I had a good year overall with with obviously some obvious challenges. So back on script, 2015 saw leaps in client retention acquisition. We opened a new office and welcomed a lineup of new clients. One of our most cherished and passionate causes in solving client problems and building our client business's growth was taking shape. Things were steadily going up until we reached a pitfall. October 2015 saw two of our highest revenue clients seize SEO. Their choice in leaving was not due to negative results or bad performance on our behalf. If anything, we had generated fantastic results. It was the commitment, resources and time we demanded of them that they fell short on and they decided not to dedicate managers to oversee the tasks we were generating for them. We were working consistently for them, but the work was not reciprocated. Unfortunately, both these clients left within a few weeks of each other. The loss of these clients took a huge blow to the business. We began to feel discouraged as we had and still had a very strong passion for hard work, dedication, proactiveness, diligence and patience when it comes to producing results for our clients. But with that also comes with respecting and understanding the client's decisions. Amongst all this, we left our office due to disagreements with our landlord to install an air conditioner, as during the summer periods found the office unworkable, even with even with a floor fan. As the year was ending, we found ourselves with no office and a few more losses of clients. Not not a pretty picture book situation by any means, but giving up was not even an option. 
Even though we envisioned a brighter 2015, we could not give up or surrender when times are tough. We strongly believe wholeheartedly in our vision and totally dedicated to our unique business model. We just couldn't throw it all away during, uh, due to a few setbacks. So 2015, that was just a really quick breakdown, was a massive year in itself. Um, looking back, we, we also found the office and lost the office pretty much, I think at the end of 2014 actually, we did acquire the office. In 2015, we did leave um, because conversations with landlords started breaking down over you know a $1,000 aircon and I was prepared to sign on for another two years that would would have more than paid for it um and i kind of felt like in that in our specific situation that we were in that we were kind of owed that but it wasn't meant to be and so therefore we left and we we obviously came back to working from home and so i had the contractors that were working remote and i was back home again so it was a tough year um it was our best year up until the point and our worst year because losing the clients over something that I felt we really shouldn't have lost them on. Um, we really, really felt like sometimes by telling clients how it really is means we leave, we just leave money on the table. Um, we tell them exactly how it is. We forecast exactly how it's going to be. And some clients realize, you know, it's just too tough. And look, I'm not down on them. I get it. I understand it. SEO is hard. Getting results online is hard. So I I understood it very well. But at the same time, I just feel as though we could have we could have probably maybe have done things a little bit better to try to save the client, but ultimately we didn't do anything wrong. We were completely honest up front and just said, look, this is how it's gonna be. But it wasn't meant to be with them either. And things in life just sometimes just don't go your way. And we still were able to attract some awesome clients. And one of them I included in in the blog post, uh, PyroSales, as you can see me in the middle, John, the owner on the left, and Sadie, his marketing executive on in the, in the right-hand side. And so we have an amazing relationship. And there's so much gratitude for all the even our existing clients until today. They're all crushing it in their own way. And that's what's really most important. We're not trying to build huge amounts of clients. We really just want to quickly identify. It's in our best interest and the client's best interest to quickly identify that we can make where we work and we can get results. And that's what's really important to me. So I love Pyrosales. I did a couple of videos. Um, we have an amazing relationship. Um, there's another lady, that Christy, who... Um, was basically was a, was ultimately the the, the 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 marketing executive at the time that decided to work with us over another agency, and hopefully um, their story I'm putting up we want you know up online about how we won them a pretty big deal. We helped them win a pretty big deal. They got found on on, on SEO, and it was Christy that decided back in 2015 that she would choose Omega Digital. And hopefully, and I'm pretty sure they agree, otherwise they wouldn't still be around, um, that it was the right choice. And so I really I want nothing but the best for them, and I want to see manufacturing in Australia, you know, 
go from strength to strength. All right, back on script. In 2016, we finally brought our rebranding plans into fruition, moving away from a web design focus with our APG Web Studios brand entailed to a totally new and fresh business in Omega Digital. Although a slow start to the year, we were able to acquire new clients and business opportunities, which saw our business grow and reach new objectives that had never previously reached. Structuring and rebranding the business came with small setbacks. Our leads were, fo- uh, were falling falling back due to the change in our pricing structure in becoming totally exclusive, which meant that some small businesses couldn't budget for our prices. This was a time where we knew we were going we were going to price out the small business market, but we had no but we did not have a choice. The amount of work required to get results meant we had to increase our fees. Search engine algorithms were advancing to a level where we just couldn't provide SEO packages at the rates we were offering previously. It was just not possible financially. We had to to expand and find new and innovative ways to add value to our clients right from the get-go. By mid-2016, we had become totally exclusive, but ironically, we were not marketing it effectively. It was only something we mentioned to our clients over the phone or during meetings. Growing the business was still tough. We were faced with new challenges of, of providing the best SEO results for our clients, which was successful due to the list of top SEOs with ample experience we had on, we had on hand to provide this service and help with some of our projects. We love working with skilled SEOs because the balance is perfect and the collaboration dedication between each other flows almost effortlessly. Some great opportunities which, opportunities which added to my 10 years of experience was working with a professional who had European SEO experience, which brought about new insights and inside information about how SEO is done at an international level, which could only benefit how we conduct SEO in Australia. The SEO experience I gained helped me move from an intermediate to an advanced technical SEO specialist. Overall, 2016 performed, outperformed both 14 and 15 combined in terms with our direction, vision, mission, and overall performance. Huge year. So off script. <laughs> Huge year. Um, we The biggest note we were branded uh, from APG Web Studios to Amiga Digital, which were basically totally dedicated to digital marketing, content marketing, SEO, um, business branding, and and to the point where we even offered exclusivity. But as I mentioned, we didn't actually market it effectively because not many people knew about it. And it wasn't really until the end of that year we sort of started doing more marketing behind it. But that would get a little bit um, ironed out in 2017. But 2016 was amazing. It had a few challenges, but the growth was just really staggering. Um, we, could, we could obviously, we like working with highly skilled uh, marketing professionals. So we could, we could, the clients can get results quickly. Um, we feel like we try to hire as highly skilled professionals considering we are an exclusive agency. I want everything that Amiga Digital does going forward has to be exclusive and unique to just us. I try to do that as much as possible. Sometimes it's not always possible. Sometimes it is. The digital consulting service that we develop, which I'll talk about right at the end, that is actually an exclusive service. So... I can't find anyone doing it, especially in Australia. So it's at least exclusive to us. But overall, 
it was a really awesome learning curve. 2016, I felt, even though I said I'm from an intermediate to advanced, it gave me a bit more of a international sort of understanding of SEO. Um, I learned a little bit more. I mean, being modest, I thought I was intermediate back in 2016. Being modest, I'll keep it there, but I, I probably still think on a national level I was advanced, but globally I was probably intermediate. And so um, having having top high-end SEOs from Europe who did things SEO the right way, bringing on their experience and telling us exactly what they do and what they don't do. So they're not huge, huge on the technical aspects, but they know a lot about the off-page aspects and gave us ideas and things how they do it in Europe, which is fantastic. Um, it was like our own sort of, uh, you know, webinar with them and seminar to, to a point because obviously we could sit down with them and talk with them. And they gave insights into so many awesome things that we now adapt as part of our strategy. So when, when clients obviously demand it, so the way in which their content market, the way in which how they approach um, certain sites to, to build relationships with journalists, to kind of build content assets on relative resources, relevant resources is quite amazing. And the sort of services that they subscribe to is really awesome. But that's, again, that's a whole different podcast in itself. They gave, we, we, we know as, as top Australian SEOs, we know the concepts, but it was more the nitty gritty of what they did, how they did it. And yeah, it was great. And I, I adapted some of that into our strategy. So it gives us, you know, a bit more of an international sort of global understanding of of online marketing, in particular SEO. So that was really fantastic. Back on script, 2017 was a was a very was on a very good start. New clients started coming in, which provided much needed confidence. Clients from 2016 were maturing, with many of them investing more time with us to help solve any issues or develop new strategies towards their businesses and domain authorities. Once again, the business was continuing to grow at a steady rate, yet not at a level of comfortability. We decided to use this time as an opportunity to just focus on Amiga Digital as a brand and give the utmost quality and time to our existing clients. We reduced our efforts to acquire new clients to concentrate on our internal processes, business model, and innovate our packages to suit our target audiences. Shutting our small businesses from our uh, sorry, <laughs> shutting our small businesses from our vision didn't sit right. However, we had to press on. Our SEO, you know, open bracket, close bracket, but our SEO packages are just are subject to change. Increases in prices will come into effect in 2018 through the continued innovation and evolution of our SEO packages, which we'll see as being able to deliver even more value to our clients going forward. It is not about the cost as it is about the ROI. When I explain to clients what we deliver, the dedication in our service, the exclusivity factor, the no contracts and more, the ROI is clearly present. Our existing clients are a testament to this, and by building long-term relationships with them meant our survival as a business. We are obsessed with building value, forming relationships, and bringing success to our clients, and ensuring they feel they feel and become a part of the Amiga Digital DNA. They present us both. They present us in both the business and corporate world, and their success is our success. We wouldn't exist without them, or have lasted up until now, for that matter, if we didn't show the level of care we do. It doesn't work to be second best with our business model. This is who we are. 
Amiga Digital is a complete manifest manifestation of my core values. And if we are to exist in the next five years, one thing must never change, and that is our belief in the importance of our clients. They must feel and be treated with importance, the utmost top priority. Being exclusive is all about the client first and Amiga Digital second. My integrity, humility, and passion has kept me in business single-handedly. In summary, 2017 was proof that by always sticking to your clients through it all, they too will abide by us even when mistakes are made. It all comes down to respect, which runs both ways. And you can see our client acquisition model that was first drafted in 2018. And another client, um, latest love, that happened also in 2018. So, off script, summarizing 2017, great year. It was it was steady, but that gave us the opportunity to, to focus more on our one-to-one client relationships. And really, it gave us the, the, the basically the entire year was dedicated to our existing clients, which they all pretty much stayed on. No one, there was no many changes. One or two may have come on board from memory. But more or less, it was a steady growth year, and that really gave us the opportunity to, to focus on Amiga Digital from a business model perspective and, and marketing perspective, while also providing the sort of additional care, which basically has led, which has basically made 2018 such a successful start, was the fact that we did nothing but dedicate our time to our existing clients. Some business people may say that's a complete total waste of time in the sense of only dedicating to that. Um, but we thought it was the right decision at the time. And looking back, I wouldn't change anything about 2017. In fact, every year, I believe 12, <laughs> definitely 12, definitely 13, some of 14, a lot of 15, um, some of 16, but nothing of 2017 will I change. Nothing. It was a really awesome year overall. Um, it was difficult. Every year is difficult. Doesn't change that. And basically, the fact that we were growing in, in experience of running the business, Amiga Digital was was starting to take shape and mature. Actually, we really nutted out that client acquisition model that that was developed later on based on the entire year of 2017, exactly the sort of clients that we will get successful. And I spoke about this in another podcast about what does the best mean? What does we want to be the best digital marketing agency? I don't know what that means to me. How do you define best? We define best by making sure that every single client that that fits our client acquisition model, we will get results for. That's how I define the best. Because if a client doesn't have those things, doesn't have those factors, doesn't have those traits, doesn't have the resources in in a sense of what they deliver, then we can't help them. Because we can only help, we, we understand there's a certain client and that Ming Digital is a manifestation of everything that I am. We understand that we can't help everybody. So that's how I define the best. When other, client, when other agencies say, we are going to be the best digital marketing agency or we are the best and they don't define what that best is, does that mean they can help everybody? Well, I can poke holes in that because you can't. You can't help everybody. Because one thing that would stick out, just top of my head, budget. Can you help a client that only has 10 bucks? No, you can't. So how do you, uh, 10 bucks a month, how do you define what do you, or, how, or what do you mean by the best? So we really invested exactly, based even on 2017, 
was was really where that time was focused. But I look back across all up until that point, that whole ten years of going back to my working for agent in working for another agency days. Which clients did I get the best results from? Which ones I didn't? And so it all came down to these five crucial things, which I've which I've spoken about in another podcast, especially in our, I think it's our digital consulting service podcast. Okay, back on script. What, my favorite part of it. What's next for twenty eighteen? We are continually in, we are continually innovating, and while it's only April twenty eighteen. The, the year has so much promise. New clients are keen to hop on the Amiga digital train and take full advantage of the SEO and social media exclusivity. I've got to put that on the record. We have also developed the digital consulting service for small business. We never felt right about shutting out this part of the Amiga digital family because these clients are our DNA and small business has always been there for us in the early days. I cannot simply price them out and leave it at that. So go. On, I'll, I'll go back on script and touch on that. <laughs> Sorry, the digital consulting service is scaled down, but considering the challenges and um, challenges small business has in terms of time and resources, this service will will suffice. We may even create new packages for them as well, so there is something for for every business, especially small. But each business especially small, sorry, has its own unique challenges, which is why it's imperative we work with them one-to-one to determine what they need and set short-term goals. Start things slow and build up seems to be a very popular option. So we are going to be innovating this service this year. So you can check out amigadigital.com.au forward slash digital dash consulting dash service forward slash and to get more information on that. While this service is not exclusive in the same sense as our SEO and coming social media packages, it is exclusive to the Australian market as I cannot find any other company offering what we do for that price. I could not even find a company, an agency, a business, etc. that offered a 10-year digital marketing expert to work with, with your business. So while we are not exclusive in terms of working with our digital consulting service clients competitors it is exclusive in the fact that we cannot find any other agency in australia if not the world who are providing a similar service at least we will be exclusively for this type of service offering exclusively first i should say and I discussed some of the many possibilities here in the podcast. If you go to soundcloud.com forward slash user dash 41396439 forward slash podcast dash five dash by dash Andrew dash Glintzos. Um, and you can get more information on that. I could discuss this service all day. The possibilities are endless. The next thing I am very excited about is our coming social media services. I can't talk a whole lot about it, of course, but this will be a very big and, of course, very big service and, of course, exclusive. We are building relationships and trying to determine who we can work with to solve some content creation challenges. And before we create this new social media offering, we want to have our ducks in a row. It is important to fire on all cylinders before we promote it online. We are going to be our very own case study and we are already getting so much exposure with our content creative and distribution on a tight budget that the possibilities for our clients to dominate are endless. Imagine what we can do on a big budget. Sorry, back on track. Not to mention these services like our SEO, again, will be exclusive. 
Big things coming our way this year, and we look forward to what this year will bring. I'm super pumped with our SEO, with our content marketing strategies and the real talk series that I just pop up and I talk about different things. Perhaps we need a post for what we believe the next two years will be like, but right now we are so excited about 2018. We don't want to give our game away, but we love telling our existing client family about our future. So they have another form of exclusivity content that Amiga Digital provides their clientele. We try to be exclusive in every possible way. If you're a client that matches our client acquisition model and you're not one of our existing client competitors for SEO or social media, bracket, close bracket, we would love to speak with you. We may just reach out in a very non-spammy way as we're constantly looking for new business that can fit the criteria. Of course we are. And if you are that person, we will find you because that's what we do proactively. <laughs> Lol, who knows? Sorry, a little bit off script. If you got this far in the podcast or reading the article, well, let us know what you think and email me directly at andrew at omegadigital.com.au with a thumbs up and all questions. I would also be greatly appreciated if you could let me know what you thought about this six-year journey of our amazing business and its evolution over time. I'd love to hear from you. Peace out, Director and Digital Marketing Veteran, Andrew Glintos. End of article. Thanks, guys. So we've gone 41 minutes. So just let me quickly summarize that off script. So basically, 2018 is going to be really exciting. The the fact that we've completely invested hugely in, in content marketing, in social media, obviously with these podcasts, we're going all out. Um we obviously want to be able to be our own case study, ultimately. But, hey, that may take a long time. So we are going to basically offer, when we do launch them, hopefully, hopefully by 1st of July, beg your pardon, 1st of July 2018. And these packages will, will just be sort of uh, an introductory offer because obviously we are going to, to, to evolve this. We've been involving our SEO packages for 10, for, I've been doing it for 10 years and we've been involving them for five. Um, so it's really important that we continue to do the same thing with all our packages and services. But the first is an introductory, the first of its kind. We, we are trying to deliver a service that is unparalleled to anything in Australia. Um, in terms of so, in terms of our content and distribution. So when we say that we want to deliver exclusive um, high end content, that is obviously posting content. You know, really, really regularly, trying to get at least seven times a day, every day, sort of stuff. We we're just trying to work on that. It's it's not going to be easy um, to do, but we're working on that. Um, and on our digital consulting service, I remember when I was reading, I think, oh, that, that's going to maybe stick out and not sit well. Digital consulting service. So on our page, we definitely we definitely state that it's not exclusive in the sense that we do not work with other... If you, for example, if you're in the organic food space, we don't have any clients in the organic food space, and we might have five or six clients under that same service. We're not That service does not offer exclusivity is the same way that SEO and social media will be. 
Um, and that was just basically to make sure that we could offer you a 10-year digital marketing veteran, which is exclusive in, in, in a sense that I can't find anyone that offers it. So it's exclusive in a different way, in a different context, and trying to to deliver a high-quality service that's going to meet and exceed objectives while at, that, while at the same time making sure that it can be handled for, for multiple businesses. And we obviously, we love small business so much, and this so far is our best idea and best way to to work with small businesses on a more of a grand but but um, consultative basis. And so, yeah, we will look. If you've got ideas, if if you got any questions or, or, or suggestions on how we can improve that, we would love to hear from you. So, guys, I'm probably going to sign off on that. Um, please let me know what you think about it. I was so pumped to do this. Um, I'm not a guy that that speaks particularly well when scripted, as you probably have clearly noticed. But I really, really loved and enjoyed this six-year journey. Um, and I really love writing about it. And there's so much I can talk about it. And just a highlight, again, the anxiety, guys. If there's anyone out there that kind of understands how I felt, maybe I've just got to do a whole podcast on on its own. Um, yeah, and you got if you just want to tell me what happened with you, comment, DM me. If you go to amigadigital.com.au, I get all of the content on our business pages. So it all, ultimately, I will read everything that I possibly can. So direct messages on Instagram or LinkedIn. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn and say, can I talk to you about the anxiety that you mentioned in your podcast so I know who to connect with because I get so many offers from people and sometimes they're not always legitimate. So if you mention that, at least I know that you've listened to this. Um, if you want to chat with me on Twitter, you can, but maybe you don't want to do it because it's public, but you can obviously message us. Whatever way you want. If you email andrewamigadigital.com.au, that's an option. And it, you can if it's not about anxiety, it's about business, it's about growing your online presence, um, websites, um, blogging, vlogging, anything that you come into your mind where you're stuck or you just like, I don't even know what question to ask you. Just our business has hit a brick wall. Can you look at it and let us know what you think and give us some tips. I will do that for you for free just to getting at the end of this podcast. And I will try to do it for as many businesses as I possibly can. Of course, you know, we are limited, but I'll do it as, as often and as much as I can because giving stuff away for free is is a great opportunity to build trust and whether you guys work with us or not, as long as you're not obviously client, you know, the better of our clients because remember, we have to, existing clients have to come first, but everything else that we do, we, we, we love helping um, other businesses and, and, and growing them and, and helping out. So if we have that opportunity and it doesn't impact anything else that we're doing, then we'll do it. And actually, we actually proactively do it. We look for opportunities. We will mention to businesses on Instagram, hey, add your website to the bio. Hey, why don't you have a website? Get one. <laughs> hey, post these photos. Maybe this will help you. Or I really liked your bio. Whatever it is, adding some sort of value. It's what we do. It's, it's, it's how we, f- we feel fulfilled in what we do. Thanks a lot, guys. 
Go to amigadigital.com.au, like and subscribe. There's, there's, there's our social media buttons in the top and the bottom. Like us, follow us, tweet us, any other way you like to communicate with us. We want to hear from you. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day and stay cool.